Hello, my name is Don English, Director of Children Deserve Success and Executive Director of the San Bernardino Countywide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. And I want to welcome you to our Children Deserve Success podcast. Once a month, we will be sending out these recordings regarding all things related to child welfare and attendance, school attendance review board, foster youth services, McKinney-Vento homeless programs in our county, and the San Bernardino Countywide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. This month's focus will be an interview with Chris Reinhardt, Rogo, the Hill Community Center. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Don. Man. So glad to be here with you. Well, I'll tell you what. First off, I don't even know what Rogo, the Hill Community Center is. However, I think we may save that for a little later. But first of all, I want to thank you for formerly serving as a member of the San Bernardino Countywide Gangs and Drugs Task Force Executive Board. And please further introduce yourself and tell us a little more about your organization. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I loved my time with the, the Gangs and Drugs Task Force. And if I hadn't got so involved as a chaplain at the PD, I would still be there with you guys. But um, my name is Chris Reinhardt. I'm campus pastor at Sandals Church San Bernardino. But I've been around here a long time. I moved to San Bernardino at 15 years old, graduated Pacific High School in 98, and, uh, and so now I'm with Sandals Church, and so Sandals merged in with North Point Christian Fellowship in San Bernardino about six years ago. And so with Sandals, we just said we want to reach the community. We want to connect in, and so we've got our church side, which is Sandals Church. Then we've also got Rogo Foundation, whose heart really is to reinvigorate churches that are struggling. That's what happened with our church. They came in, refreshed the campus, gave us a staff, helped support us allow us to be a church in the community that's thriving. And then also now with the Hill Community Center. And so really working to build out this amazing community center on the north end of town. Wow. <clears throat> Sounds like you're really invested in the community. Um, how did the name The Hill come about? Yeah, so this is my favorite part of the story. We were wanting to get The Hill going, and we were sitting talking. We knew we wanted to do this teen center, now calling it a community center because we're realizing it's going to serve a greater population. And so we're sitting and talking, and our communications guy just asked me, he said, hey, is there anybody in the community that's made an impact on teens that comes to mind? And listen, it took about a quarter of a second, right? Dr. Margaret Hill, her name came to mind immediately. Dr. Hill impacted me, though I didn't encounter her as a student, um, as just a member of the community. Absolutely. We did the baccalaureate service together. Dr. Hill had the ability to look at you and make you feel like you were the most important person in the room. And you could accomplish anything you put your mind to it. And she does that for students. And so we just thought, what a great way to carry on her legacy, um, as well as inspire students to continue what she's already done. Yeah, phenomenal lady. I'll tell you, I um, had the pleasure of serving in the capacity that she once served in as executive director of the task force. And I would ask her, Dr. Hill, how am I doing? You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. I said, can you come help? You don't need my help. And so just a wonderful lady. I'll, I'll never forget when I... Um, when I ran my campaign for election to the school board, uh, she was there. So, yeah. Can I just um, real quick on yes, that? Yes, please. Since we've named it The Hill, I've gotten to go and speak a lot of different places, and every single time I've got somebody that comes up to me and says, can I tell you what Dr. Hill did for me? Just, just this last week at Golden Valley Middle School, yeah. just a dad of one of the parents, he's like, man, Dr. Hill impacted my life as a student. I'll never forget her coming in. 
knocking me into line sometimes, but she was always there. So I love hearing the stories every single time. Oh, yeah, Miss Margaret, something else really dear to not only my heart, but the community <clears throat> and a real change agent. So let me ask you about what safety measures, because, you know, um, in our community, sometimes, you know, we are in areas and hopefully if we're community based, we're going to be in areas where, you know, it, we may have some kind of, um, uh, how should I say, negative influence in, in, in this site. So what safety measures have you put in place to protect your staff and the youth at the center? Yeah, so I, we're just getting started with the building of the center. The first space just opened up, which is our laundry facility. And so that just opened this last week. In fact, Sunday, we did our first loads of laundry by a student at the center. And so we're just getting going on that. But just on the facility in general, uh, we're at 3701 North Sierra Way, corner of Parkdale and Sierra. We've got a fence all the way around the property, one entry, one exit. Just that itself really limits who's coming in, who's coming out. Nobody wants to come in and be trapped inside of a, an area like that. But we're also going to have volunteers on site all the time. Some of them safety team members trained for just helping keep an eye on things, know what's mm -hmm. going on, as well as the medical side. Some of those are helping on the medical side also. And so we're always going to have volunteers background checked, live scan fingerprinted on site. Um, there will not be adults interacting with the students unless they are live scanned, fingerprinted, background checked, and have done mandated reporter training. Wow. Seems you've covered all the bases, and I, that makes me feel a lot better as the director of child welfare and attendance with the county of San Bernardino. Um, why was it important for your organization to have the Hill in San Bernardino, one, and what is different about your community center than others that may be established throughout the communities? Yeah, so I think what really drove it were just conversations I had with, with men like Dr. Scott Wyatt, from the school board um, with Dr. Gren Rogers, just people that I've connected with and said, what do we need? We have a great facility. We've got seven buildings. We've got seven acres on the north end of San Bernardino. We had some buildings that weren't being fully utilized. said, I, I want to use these. What do we need? And that really began the conversation. In turn, I've been here since I was 15, 43 years old. I've watched the city change, adjust. I remember the roller rink. I got to go to the roller rink. It's gone. The bowling alleys are not all there. Like, there's just not the things and places for teens to go and do unless you're driving to Redlands and, and things like that. Now, there's other great community centers, not on the north end of town that I know of. Most of them are farther south in town, maybe more on the west side. And so right up in that north end, we serve mainly San Bernardino High School, Cajon High School, Golden Valley Middle School. There's not a ton right there in our area. And so we wanted to be able to do that. The other thing that makes us a little different is we have 13 church campuses that are supporting this and helping make this happen. So it's not just us in San Bernardino. We have campuses all over Southern California, one in Northern California. Giving Tuesday in November, we asked our church to help us fund this, and in one day we raised $800,000. And so we've got a large organization that's behind this project as well. I'll tell you, I looked at your website and some of the links, and I was blown away. Uh, my staff had personally visited, and they felt like, wow, because, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you do know that we are the homeless education uh, program throughout the county of San Bernardino, as well as supporting foster youth services coordinating programs in San Bernardino County. And so a lot of the youth that you will serve will fall into one of those two population buckets. Um, and what's really important is sustainability. And so talk a little bit about how you hope to sustain the Hill. 
Yeah, so I mean, a part of it is just this larger support we have within the church that is coming together. And to say this isn't this isn't a part of the church ministry, it's an extension of it. This is truly a community center. This isn't a place for us to proselytize the kids in the neighborhood. It's a place for us to come and just care for the community that we are in. And so we have that. We're also going after some grants, and we're looking for grants. And if, if anybody knows any of you grants that think they could help us with this, I think we have four or five grants in process right now just to continue with that, sustaining it, as well as we're asking people to support it on a regular basis. And so at the rogofoundation.com, not the rogofoundation.com slash the hill, you can see all the information. And there's an opportunity on there to say, hey, I just want to financially support what is happening in this place. Yeah, again, that's rogofoundation.com, the hill. I think that's fantastic. You know, um, <clears throat> we can all be put in positions, uh, certain positions where we're, called upon to serve and some serve uh with their voice mm -hmm. but don't really get into the weeds of what the community actually needs i want to commend you i want to commend the church uh in rogo for the support to really allow you to grow and establish uh these opportunities throughout our community so tell me uh just give me an overview of what will the hill look like what type of resources will it have who will it serve Man, it is going to be an amazing, modern facility serving our community with a bent really towards the teens in our community. Um, part of that's going to be fun. We just need a place where teens can come hang out. I kind of joke, like I could see teenagers going like, hey, you want to go on a date? Where you want to go? Let's go to the Hill on Friday night. Like just a place where they can come. Music, fun, food, just a place to come hang out. But we also want a resource. We want to help um, create opportunities where they can grow, they can learn. We've been talking to companies about job training. We've got a construction company that said they want to come in and do like an eight-week handyman course. Teach these kids how to do the basic things, you know, fix a, a leak in a pipe, how to change out an electrical socket. And when it's all said and done, leave them with a the bag of tools. Here, you've got some tools to go do this now. And so we want to do that, looking at a counseling center, a coffee shop type environment, uh, basketball court, that, that big outdoor dream would also be a skate park, a uh, community garden, animal therapy, an influencer studio where people could come and wow. do podcasts like uh, this, yep. green screen videos, um, high video equipment that could, they could really use and utilize. And so just a place where they can be resourced, trained, educated. Loma Linda Hospital, we've been talking to them. They want to come in and partner with us and help kids get into the medical field, help kids get into all the different fields that they have, get into the school up there. And so people are excited to come and just bring the resources to the community. So a couple other things, medical, dental, mental health, all of those are areas we want to lean into. That's outstanding. You know, it's that concept of uh, feed a man, he eats a day, and teach him to fish. And so I really like what you're saying about giving kids tools that will enable them to have some options beyond high school. Um, whether they want to go into post-secondary educational options or the world of work. And yeah, so, well, and part of this, too, is we want them to be a part of it. It's not just a it's not just a, a service. We're not looking for just consumers. Come be a part of something. So that's the, the garden. You're going to come help care for the garden. Um, you know, we had our first young lady doing laundry in the laundry center. First thing I showed her, here's the cleaning supplies. When you're done, let's wipe down the tables. Make sure this place is taken care of. I want them to have some ownership right. in there as they come in to serve and care for this because we want to teach them some skills that they're going to use later on in life. You know, I can attest to that being a principal at a community school, you know, where kids have been expelled and they come to school. And the first thing that I always wanted to do was get them invested mm -hmm. in the school. 
And so that alleviates destruction of property, et cetera, and builds pride within those kids and tells them, we want you here. This is a place we want. Yeah, I mean, the best the best way to change teens is through teens. And so if you get a kid throwing a candy bar wrapper on the ground, another teenager looks and goes, what are you doing? That's, right. That's not going to happen again. Whereas an adult, it's just a, eh, the adult's doing it. But we, we want to give them that ownership there. Absolutely. Um, now, is this for youth only uh, in terms of mentoring and leadership? Um, and if so, how did that make a difference to you in your education? Yeah, so this is really going to be primarily geared right now towards middle school and high school, and we're going to continue to expand that to families, probably some young adults. Um, We want to make sure that they have the opportunity. And so I think there's a lot of different things we can do. Sometimes we get so wide that we don't do anything well. And so right now, just that focus is going to be probably sixth grade through 12th grade to give them a community of support. For me, the truth is it was the church like the church is where I got that that I would I, I knew I had support I had encouragement I had adults in my life that were not my parents it would straighten me out if I was acting foolish um, I had a, a youth pastor a lead who taught me leadership and we met early morning 7 a.m. I think Sunday mornings and did leadership training and classes and so I was able to get that from there not everybody has that community and so we want to help create a community where they're getting the skills the accountability and adults that'll help point them in the right direction when they're running off track. I tell you what, that's fantastic. You know what, your heart's in the right place. And and you know, you know, we talk about it's not hard work, but it's hard work. But even more importantly, um, I'm just so pleased for a number of reasons. One, the name. I mean, we can go there. The name. We can start there. But two, really utilizing tangible resources that's going to help kids on a day-to-day basis. You know, we have kids who won't go to school because they have dirty clothes, you know. And so for you to be able to do that, which is only going to enhance their participation in school, which leads to success after school. Um, so you talked to – last thing I want to ask you is um, – and this is important to me. If someone wanted to get involved in this amazing project, because as I looked at the website and I talked to my staff, I was saying, well, what if I want to buy a couple washers and dryers or whatever? So if someone wanted to get involved, and I know you talked about the fundraising aspect already, uh, are there other ways for them to support, or is that strictly a vehicle to support? No, there's there's lots of different ways to support. We're looking for partners that want to come in and help with job training, connection. I, I really am a firm believer I don't need to do it all. There's already people doing it. There's people doing it well. And so I just want to connect with those people. We have a list of about 120 people and organizations that have reached out to us. They say, we want to be a part of this, and we're continuing to build those relationships and connections with them. Again, whether that's medical, dental, mental health, job training, um, all of the different arenas. And so whatever it looks like, you say, I have something to offer, we want to partner. You want to donate snacks to the Laundry Center. It's one of the things I, I want to just keep it stocked so kids can come, grab a coat, grab a, a water, grab a snack. Um, you want to volunteer in the Laundry Center. That is open. This isn't just a, oh, this is just for us. This is anybody who wants to come, loves kids, cares for teens, wants to make an impact, come be a part of that process. And so there's a lot of different opportunity. Again, if you know grants or organizations that are like-minded that we can partner with, I don't want to start it all from scratch. If you're already doing it, let's partner. Let's do it together. Pastor Reinhardt, how do we connect? So if if someone came to me and said that they wanted to assist and they wanted to contribute, uh, what's the best way for me to 
tell them to connect with the project? Yeah, so I think the, the best way is through the website, rogofoundation.com slash the hill. You can also email me directly at chrisreinhard at rogofoundation.com. Um, we're in the process of getting Instagram going. It's not quite up yet, but you'll keep an eye out for that. It'll be The Hill, San Bernardino, something of that sort as we're getting that out there. But those are the two best vehicles to reach out and connect with me anytime. You mentioned a couple of my colleagues who I'm very happy to know that they're involved, uh, Dr. Wyatt and Dr. Dowdy Rogers, who I get the pleasure of serving with. And so I know that they are really, really instrumental in and care about what happens in this city and particularly in our school system uh, as board trustees and elected officials. Anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, just just, I want to say kind of on that note, thank you to those that have made like the city council has been um, really huge in this. Uh, Kimberly Calvin, um, Damon Alexander have been huge. Uh, Ken Ramirez, former chairman, Sam Manuel has become a good friend of mine. Uh, the reality is this started because of him and his generosity. He was kind of the kickoff campaign for this and reached out to some friends of his and pulled in. And so just we couldn't do it without all of those that have stepped in to support. You know, it was a dream. It was just a, a conversation between Scott and I, between Ken and I. And all of a sudden, all these people came in and said, let's make it happen. And now there is money in the bank, and we are working to raise the rest to make this a reality. That's fantastic. I know one thing, and even in our county schools office, um, we serve 400,000 kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, we don't have the capacity in my department to do that. But what we can do is link and leverage resources. And I think I like to think we're very good at that. Um, And so I just want to thank you. I want to thank your staff. I want to thank all the contributors. Uh, because this is going to make a difference in the lives of our youth in this community. Um, So I appreciate you coming today. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it, and thanks for the support. Thank you for listening. We hope you find this information valuable. If you have any topics or questions that you would like addressed, please email them directly to cwa at sbcss.net. As always, we hope you stay well and continue to transform lives through education.